We're gathered here today to join Mike and Jill in holy matrimony. So they may file jointly this tax season. And you are? April from Tax Act, the tax filing software with the expert guidance to help you file for less and get more. Works for me. So, Mike, do you take this woman to love, honor, and get her a maximum refund? I do. Jill? Ditto. I now pronounce you married, filing jointly. I always cry at filing status updates. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See taxact.com for details. Warning. All Things Crime is a true crime production that may contain violent or disturbing material. Viewer or listener discretion is advised. We are capable of doing some really, really dark things. And, you know, I think it starts all the way back when, you know, if you think about little kids, it's it's desire to have something that you don't currently have. And, you know, call it... Uh, uh, you know, lust or whatever, but um, the when we're little kids, you know, how many of us as parents, we look at our children and half the time we're spending uh, trying to keep them alive because, uh, you know, they're so in, in, inquisitive that they're constantly trying to walk out into the street and, you know, put their hand on a hot stove and things like that. But um, they also, if they see another little kid that has a toy that they want, what do they do? They walk up and they'll grab it and they'll try to take it. Well, that's just kind of the natural way that we operate. And uh, that's why it's so important to have, uh, you know, morals and standards because uh, without that, uh, it's it's pretty obvious that uh, we just have this innate desire to have what other people have. And that's, that's kind of the first level, I think, of, of evil because... Um, just because somebody else has something that you want doesn't mean you're entitled to have it. And if you look at society today, there are so many people that basically just walk up to others and they just think that they're entitled to take what they have. Hey guys, Jared here. Just uh, got done with a demo with Nashville uh, Metro Police Department. Man, I've been trying to get out here for years. Lived out here in Nashville, what, 22, 23 years ago? And I'll tell you, uh, it's so gorgeous out here. Lots of memories. And um, yeah, but even way back to my active duty Army days. So had a great time demoing to these guys, showing them the MVAC. And man, just uh, can't wait to, for them to purchase one and get back out here. So, you know, it's amazing. The, the level of crime in all of the cities is going up exponentially, but so is technology. And technology is what is really helping a lot of these detectives uh, solve cases that they couldn't solve before. And the um, you can see my MVAC system right back there. Uh, that's what I showed them. And... That MVAC is collecting DNA off of evidence that is, so far our record is 56 years. So there was a case in 1967, no, 1963 or 64, where uh, they had evidence from a murder way back then. It had been a cold case since, since then, and just recently they were able to use the MVAC 
and collect DNA from uh, the crime scene evidence there, and they solved the case. So uh, 56 years, so that's our current record. It was 39 years for a long time, and if you haven't seen the Forensics Files 2 episode, Knots, uh, that's where they talk about the Leisha Schollmeyer murder that happened in Salt Lake City in 1977. They were able to get the perpetrator DNA off of a, a gag and a blindfold that uh, was uh, that, that Leisha was was gagged with, and where he tied the knot behind her head. Uh, they they finally used the MVAC on it and got him, and they found the guy. Uh, I, I believe he was out in Florida. So there's some kind of a connection between uh, murders in, in Utah and Florida. I'm not sure, we're still trying to trace that down. But anyway, uh, that was the record for a long time, that 39 years, but now it's 56 years. So uh, it's just a matter of time before agencies are able to use the MVAC on, on evidence that's even older. But uh, whether the, the evidence is old or new doesn't matter. Um, we're just excited that so many cases are being solved. And especially because when you think about for every case, uh, and be before I forget, if you, it's crazy to think that there are over 230,000 cold case homicides just in the United States. So think about that number, 230,000 cold case homicides. So if you, if you think about Number one, that means there's potentially 230,000 murderers still loose on our streets. And, but even more importantly, that's 230,000 victims. 230,000 victims that have not got justice yet. They have not, uh, unlike, you know, Leisha Schollmeyers, whose uh, case, again, was just highlighted in Forensics Files 2, there's 230,000 victims that um, are deceased now, their lives were taken from them, and yet the people that, the person or persons that uh, deprived them of their lives has not been brought to justice yet, and that, that has to change. So uh, that's what uh, we're working so hard to help the investigators uh, get better DNA profiles and that's solving cases and we're, we're extremely proud of that. We love it and uh, Anybody that we can help we are all over it. So um, I want to switch gears really quick and I've been talking to uh, Everybody about this this kind of new thought that I had there's a, there's a relationship between what I call evil the beast and the buffet and the first part of that is the evil and if you think about uh, evil in general, you know, there's different stages of evil and part of it is just man. You know, I mean, as, as mankind, we're carnal and, uh, you know, things were kind of set up that way, you know, for us to uh, have to choose between good and evil and, um, you know, just the natural man, if you just leave us to, you know, totally uh, without any kind of uh, societal standards or more importantly spiritual standards um, yeah we are capable of doing some really really dark things and you know I think it starts all the way back when you know if you think about little kids it's it's desire to have something that you don't currently have and you know call it uh, uh, you know lust or whatever but um, the 
when we're little kids, you know, how many of us as parents, we look at our children and half the time we're spending uh, trying to keep them alive because, uh, you know, they're so in, in, inquisitive that they're constantly trying to walk out into the street and, you know, put their hand on a hot stove and things like that. But um, they also, if they see another little kid that has a toy that they want, what do they do? They walk up and they'll grab it and they'll try to take it. Well, that's just kind of the natural way that we operate. And uh, that's why it's so important to have, uh, you know, morals and standards because uh, without that, uh, it's, it's pretty obvious that uh, we just have this innate desire to have what other people have. And that's, that's kind of the first level, I think, of, of evil because um, just because somebody else has something that you want doesn't mean you're entitled to have it. And if you look at society today, there are so many people that basically just walk up to others and they just think that they're entitled to take what they have. And that's kind of that first level. That's, uh, you know, things uh, and, and, you know, physical things like, you know, stealing somebody's car or grabbing somebody's purse or stealing a stereo out of a car. Um, you know, those kind of things. You, you, for some reason, uh, in, in mankind, they think that they have the right just to take what other people have. Hey guys, Jared, just wanted to finish that thought on that first level of evil that I was talking about. And I happened to be driving along and saw this, uh, the, the Nashville National Cemetery. And so I was strolling through here, had some more thoughts. And, you know, it's pretty amazing. Um, as I stand on this hallowed ground, uh, just thinking about all of these people that fought and died for the, the very freedoms that we enjoy. And that is actually the second level. But uh, just to finish my, my, uh, the first level. I'm Mike Morford, and I've been researching the Zodiac case for years. Zodiac, just the name. It sounds sinister. It inspires fear. The fact that a serial killer would give himself this moniker is disturbing. He would go on to taunt police by sending letters and codes to newspapers for years. And the attacks, they were something else altogether. If you were a young couple in a secluded area, you could easily be a target. And it wasn't just shootings on dark lovers' lanes. Zodiac would even attack with a knife in broad daylight while wearing an executioner-style hood. After a while, Zodiac changed tactics and even lone cab drivers weren't safe. The Zodiac Killer terrorized the San Francisco Bay Area and then vanished, but he left a lot of clues behind along the way. Clues that we're going to examine closely on the new podcast, Zodiac Speaking. New episodes of Zodiac Speaking come out every other Saturday starting March 13, 2021. Subscribe today wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. You know, it's not just taking somebody's stuff. It's, uh, you can do that in lots of different ways. You can physically walk up and, you know, grab somebody's stuff like a toddler would do. You can uh, mug somebody in the street. You know, there's lots of different, different ways to take somebody's stuff. Um, you can also do it through business. You could, there's a lot of people that, frankly, are just uh, not good people. And they have never actually grown out of the toddler stage where they just believe that they are entitled to somebody else's stuff. And that can be uh, somebody else's business, somebody else's uh, income, whatever their money is. You know, there's lots of scammers out there. 
uh, people that um, will, I mean, literally call uh, and send emails to uh, retired people, you know, old ladies that will fall for their scam and uh, take them for all of their savings. You know, there's also business people that will uh, rip people off. You know, uh, they'll steal their businesses, they'll steal their patents. You know, that's all the, the same kind of carnal, uh, first level evil to me. And that's one of the things that honestly needs to be, um, how, do, how do you even th you think about it? I mean, how do you stop that? You know, that's, that's pretty much all of us have that kind of temptations that we deal with every day. But that's really what makes us human. That's what makes us uh, civilized people is overcoming that. And those that can't overcome that are typically the ones that end up um, breaking rules and laws that we establish. And, uh, you know, the ones that can't live in society. If you can't, if you can't play nice, then you are not going to be able to stick around. And you're going to have to go sit in the corner if you're a toddler or you go sit in jail if you were an adult. And that's a big reason why we have jails and we always have, you know, way, even back in medieval times, you know, uh, you take somebody's stuff, they would, you would pay for it. You know, in some societies, they'll, they'll cut your wrist off and cut your hand off by, uh, uh, if you steal stuff. So, uh, clearly we don't do that, uh, at least not here, but, um, there is ways that, uh, you have to pay your debt to society. And that's what, that's what prison and jails are all about. But, uh, overcoming that first level of evil, you know, there's ways to do it. And part of it is just the min maturing process. You know, we do that as kids. We learn that, uh, from adults, hopefully that, uh, you don't, um, you don't just take somebody's stuff. And, uh, if you do, then, you know, there's some kind of a price to pay for that. And, uh, outside of that, there's, uh, there's, you know, there's next level evil. And uh, a big part of that is why I'm here is because that's actually when you deprive others of their freedom. And uh, I'll talk about that in the next video. But um, that first level evil, guys, that's something that we definitely need to work better to overcome and uh, get along better in society. But uh, the first part of it is recognizing it. And just like a toddler, has to eventually mature enough and recognize that uh, you can't just walk up and take somebody's stuff then or you know there's a there's a penalty to pay for that then all of us need to recognize that uh, you can't just you can't just take other you know you don't have the right and uh, to just take what belongs to other people and if they've worked hard for it then um, they they're showing you the pathway to do it the right way, as opposed to just uh, feeling entitled enough that uh, you can just walk up and and take somebody's stuff. And you know, the crazy thing is, there's legal forms of this first level of evil, and some of it is actually called taxes. And there's you know certain certain taxes that are uh, really good because they help pay for the society that we live in, but then. There's other uh, taxation that, honestly, if it's wasted, then that that belongs right into that first level of evil stuff. So, like I said, um, this next level is is depriving people of their freedom. And uh, on, on this uh, in this place, 
I'll tell you what, um, there are so many millions of men and women that have fought and died for us here in the United States. And I know this podcast is going out to everybody and people all over the world, but every country has a history of people that were willing to stand up and fight and die for their country so that others could live. And depriving people of their freedom, and even worse, and you know, the, the ultimate level of depriving people of their freedom is depriving people of their life. And like I said uh, at the very beginning, there's 230,000 plus cold case homicides in the United States. And uh, I, I don't know how many assaults and rapes if you add on to that, but it puts it in the millions. And if you look at things worldwide, then it gets a lot bigger than that. But that, that's, that's the tragedy is there are so many people that have fought and died so that others could live. And I'm standing in uh, this uh, national cemetery and you can see all the thousands and thousands of gravestones behind me. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It's pretty amazing. Um, and this is just one of many um, that, uh, that are out there. And, um, you know, uh, we owe these people our, our respect. We owe these people our gratitude. And uh, because they have given the ultimate sacrifice so that we, our lives could be better. And we owe it to them to make our lives better. And a big part of that is uh, being honest in our dealings and um, doing things that will help other people as opposed to hurting other people. And um, that's that first level of evil that, uh, that we've got to all overcome. And obviously that's a daily struggle for all of us. So, but you know, the, the, the first part of it is we have to actually recognize it. And once we do recognize it, then um, that's, that's, how, that's the first step in overcoming it. So decided to throw that out there, guys. That's that, the first stage of my series on uh, evil. And there's three, three different levels of evil that I want to talk about. But evil, the beast, and the buffet. So, and I can just tell you that uh, you do not want to be part of the buffet. So let's, uh, let's overcome the beast and overcome the evil. All right, guys, we'll talk at you later. Thank you for listening to All Things Crime. We are so grateful for all of our listeners. If you enjoyed this, please give us a positive review so other people can find it as well. Have an amazing All Things Crime Day.